You are listening to Life Clips, episode 33. So, hey guys, I know that yet again, this is a pretty lengthy video, but you know, I just can't put these in 20 minute sound bites because you're just going to lose it all. So what I would like for you guys to do is to please listen to the end of this podcast because there's an amazing clip at the end that really kind of just puts all of this together neatly. And it also gives us such encouragement of the rapture. So anyway, please again, listen all the way to the end. That slithering snake was oh so deceptive. The same exact way that he is deceptive with QAnon and their great awakening. The same snake who said, eat this fruit and you can be just like God is the same deceptive snake who deceived Eve in the garden. This ties into Q where um, we basically need to heal from all the stuff that's been done to us by the people in that are holding everybody else um, in control, right? And, and their little sick game. And basically when we break free of that, we're going to have... Um, we're, we're, we're going to heal past all the stuff that's been done to us and let us head towards our, our destiny, right? As light beings, essentially. That would be perfect, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to heal towards peace and love and to be able to um, grow past all those negative emotions that were done to us, essentially. Yeah, we're loving, peaceful beings by nature. Actually, no, champ. We're, we're not good people. And I, this was on episode 28, I do believe, of my podcast uh, previously. If you want to check out that dissection of what Champ Perinia had to say, this came towards the latter part of that podcast. So I don't know if someone just kind of didn't want to listen to everything because sometimes they do get long and I, I truly understand that. But he was saying this towards the end and I want to kind of use some of these little nuggets again that he said and that is why I needed to start right from the beginning when it came to QAnon and New Age and Champ Perinia and David Wilcock and all of these people because Q is a New Age movement. And I know people don't want to hear that, but they are. They are aligning themselves. Um, they might not be sitting in a yoga position, hum, but they are aligning themselves with darkness, with falsehood. I'm going to now prove to you that no, no, I, I need for you guys to hear me on this. We are not good people. I don't care what New Age teaches. I don't care what QAnon says. We are not good people. So when I think when we think about this, this is what we think about when we think about evil in the world and people in the world. So this is what we think of, I think, when we think of man or just evil in general. We think that we're kind of like these people just standing here, all good and loving and sweet and innocent, but we're not. So so what does the Bible say, right? The, the scriptures are replete with the condition of our hearts. So let's go into our first point, Psalm 51.5. This verse is actually from an amazing king, King David, a man after God's own heart, and he even knew the conditions of our heart. So what does Psalm 51.5 say? Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin 
my mother conceived me. So clearly David understood that. Second verse, Mark 7, verse 21. Again, keeping it as a heart issue. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed the evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders, adulteries. Wow. We're amazing people so far, aren't we? All right. So this next verse is by far my favorite verse. And it is found in Jeremiah 17, 9. Very simple, very easy, telling us the condition, again, of what? Our heart. It says, the heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? That's why I go to that. Our heart is sick. We're sick. So moving forward here in uh, the next passage that I want to get into, and the reason I want to say this, it is very clear in the book of Genesis that God repented making humans, making mankind. That doesn't mean that he repented from sin. That word right there means that God simply changed his mind on making us. So I'm going to digress. When someone says you need to repent from your sins and that what that, that's what that word means, that's a lie. Repentance means to go in the complete opposite direction from where you were heading. So when God made mankind, he changed his mind and said, I can't believe I'm making these people. They'll look at them. They're evil. So now we're going to talk about why he chose to do this and, and what was the condition of the world. So no champ, we are not good people. There is nothing in us that is good. So we read here in Genesis chapter six, verse five, and it's very clear what this word says here. It says, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually, not sometimes, not every now and then continually evil. That's powerful. And I'm going to save now the best for last because it's showing you in John chapter three, verse 19, first, the world was destroyed by flood. This time it'll be destroyed by fire. And the reason it will be destroyed by fire is very simple because this is the judgment that the light Jesus has come into the world and men loved the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil. So no champ, we're not good people. We never have been and we never will be. It's just that because of television, we've all become just so, just so lost and just so bickering with one another. But in reality, we're, we're all one. And you hear that all the time, but it's, it's very true. Um, it's just, we're all perfectly polished mirrors, but sometimes the mirror gets a little bit dirty. And once in, every once in a while, you just need to polish that mirror. It's beyond where we go when we go all. It is, we are all one, right? We are all the same. Everything is connected. Number one thing I want people to take away from my interview is that our group mind has the ability to basically do anything you could imagine. The Secret Space Program whistleblower said that if everybody, or let's just say if enough people on Earth put their mind together at the same time, they would be able to change the rotation of Earth. If our mind is able to flip the Earth backwards, can you imagine how much power we could have to change anything? Um, when the solar flash comes within the next few years, we have to be in a state of mind that is peaceful and loving because the light that is emitted from the sun 
is a high vibratory energy. And that high vibratory energy is going to activate our DNA instantly and either push you into your light body or it's going to make you go crazy because your vibration is too low. It cannot, it cannot, uh, it cannot adapt. And that's why in the Bible you say, you see prophecies of people disappearing off the earth, but the good people get to stay. It's basically that same concept. And everybody as a group mind has to keep peace in their, in their minds and their hearts at all times, because this is what's going to push our timeline into the most positive, optimal timeline reality. And that's something that I wrote really big on the map. It's called the Great Awakening Map, Optimal Timeline Reality, Full Disclosure. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? That's why I had to keep this on repeat. You're probably saying, huh, <laughs> right along with me and scratching your head. So, I mean, come on, folks. If they can believe in this nonsense, a solar flash, alien abductions, they really can't believe in a biblical rapture? It's insane how the devil twists things. So, come on, students. Be a Berean, Acts chapter 17. Grab your Bibles with me and let's dissect this together. So, if they believe in no rapture, the Bible is very clear that they will believe the lie. Therefore, they will be deceived, right? The lie. Could that be alien abduction? Could that be the solar flash? So whatever the lie is told when we are actually raptured is what they will believe. All right. Era one exposed by none other than the Bible scholar herself, Melissa Red Pill the World. So we're going to sit here on number one just for a little bit. We're going to take a whole episode and I do apologize. However, if you don't get this part of your eschatology right, the rest of it does not fall in place. So we're going to continue to dissect QAnon and a thousand years of peace. And uh, let's see exactly what the rapture, according to QAnon, is all about. And as we know, um, it's full of lies, nothing but lies. So Melissa red pill the world and we will also hear her video so hang tight for that um, she says that the rapture is classic brainwashing well no melissa it's not you're the one who's brainwashed and you're believing the lies by the devil himself by taking away the blessed hope of many christians so one day you'll find out when millions of us disappear and you're left here so according to melissa she says uh to take a truth and then what you want to do with that truth is you want to twist it. So you want to twist the truth into a lie. And that's what she says we're doing with the rapture. But actually, no, Melissa, that's what you're doing. You're twisting the truth, a biblically sound truth into a lie. And you're deceiving the masses. So she also says that this particular lie that we're going to dissect into today in her book, not my book, is called The Rapture. And she said it worked like a charm, literally. Most Christians are not even trying to identify the beast of Daniel and Revelation because they have been misled to think the beast will appear after Christians escape the earth. So they won't have to fight the beast anyway. You're exactly right. And then she continues to say good one new world order 
She says that a lot throughout this book because apparently the New World Order is uh, knocking on every single pastor who teaches this doctrine uh, regarding the rapture. They're knocking on their church doors saying, continue to talk about the disappearance of people. Yes, continue to tell people about their blessed hope. She doesn't make sense, guys. Nothing about Melissa makes sense. And I would love to sit down and talk with her, really. So Melissa says, and I quote, the verse that they twist into deception is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17. She claims it's not about escaping earth. So this passage that we're going to get into has nothing to do with escaping earth. It is actually about the great day of consummation. So consummation basically is just to make a relationship complete. So that's what we're doing. This passage is only to make our relationship with Christ complete. And that is when we will receive our incorruptible bodies. Again, she has bits and pieces of biblical truth. She's just not placing them in the right area so yes be shocked be amazed it only gets better so no melissa you're wrong there as well she also continues to say that um we are not escaping earth so she just thinks we're all just going to sit down here and continue to live in this hell infested evil lawless place forever Uh, She claims that the Lord is going to reign on earth for a thousand years. Now, she is correct on that. However, her eschatological framework is totally off and she's wrong. So, yes, the Lord will rule and reign from the throne of David. So it's rapture, tribulation, millennial reign. And until you get your part of the rapture eschatology right, the rest of your Bible um, summation is wrong. And then she also says that we will not reign with Christ. uh, I'm sorry, we will reign with Christ here on earth. So again, she is correct, but not the way she thinks. And then she says, not on a cloud somewhere. Oh, poor Melissa. Who in their right mind would think that all of a sudden you look up and there's Jesus and the church just chilling on some clouds in the air? I, I mean... How do you even get that from this passage? So that is why we're going to continue here. What she thinks actually the clouds symbolize is power and authority, not escape. So again, no, Melissa, you're wrong. That's not what that means. That's not what clouds symbolize. All right. Unfortunately, this segment of the podcast had to be redone because our YouTube channel is a little different right here. So that's why it kind of jumps and it's a little weird right here. But anyway, it was the best that I can do. Hey there, Patriots. I'm Melissa Redfield, the world. I'm glad you're here with me today. If you're new to the channel, uh, we look at Q posts. We look at current events and the Trump tweets in the light of God's word. And my name is Red Pill the World, and I got a red pill for you today. Um, you're probably going to hate me, <laughs> but hang on. Just hang with me. Okay. This is what we're talking about today. They, there's a huge teaching. Surely you've heard it about the rapture. Is it possible we were misled on this? No, Melissa. You are misled on this. And why, if that's the case. Now, if you if you are woke, you know that we've been lied to about a thousand different things. So why in the world? Now, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Rapture, this is the teaching that they have sent to the churches that we're going to literally fly in the air 
in the air to be like this. And uh, I've seen pictures where cars are, tra- are crashing and everything else. It's absolute mayhem like you've never imagined before. So, Melissa, here you are again, but just so you know, the unsaved mind cannot handle the truth of Scripture. And so, is that really, is that really what is, what the Bible teaches? And there's movies, movies, movies about it, the Left Behind series with Nicolas Cage. Why is Hollywood promoting this? And here you go again. These movies are not made by Hollywood, but actually Christian film studios. Another lie, Melissa. We know that they are up to no good. So let's look at it. And so this is the thing. This is the great awakening. We all are looking at things critically now. We're looking at things and not just like a child believing whatever we're told. We're actually looking at it. And so this is what I'm I'm asking you to do. I'm going to give you the three passages in the Bible that talk about this. And you go and search it. You go and and see because that, you know, I'm the red pill, but in in any red pill for you to swallow it down, it's up to you to do the, your own research and, and make sure you, you know, find out what you really do believe. You guys see how deceptive the devil is? Scripture will always interpret scripture. Find out from God what the truth is, Melissa, not from yourself. All right. So the question is back to why would they do such a thing? All right. So the teaching goes that that the first thing that happens is that the church is raptured. God's people are, are escape out of the earth, escape, leave the earth. So then the beast comes and he destroys the earth and you know, there's just, you know whatever. And So get used to her not speaking clearly. Why? Because she cannot understand it. And that's why she gets tongue tied. So this just goes on and on. Um, The Antichrist will not destroy the world. He will deceive the world. Big difference there, Melissa. Big difference. But there's no church here. And there's no Christians here. And supposedly people get saved. And it's, it's very convoluted and very complicated and very strange. No, Melissa, it's not convoluted, complicated, or strange. Again, the unsaved do not understand the truth of God's word. But the, the thing, the first thing that happens is that you're out of the fight. You're not looking to find out or identify who is this beast. Again, we don't fight. Jesus comes and destroys it all. Let's take a quick break. Everyone is podcasting these days. If this is something you want to do or you're already doing it, I would recommend using Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. I currently use the Blue Yeti. Buzzsprout is an extremely user-friendly platform and I could not be happier with their services. There are so many things that this site allows you to do. From your show being listed on every major podcast platform to the audio player that you can use seamlessly on your websites to the detailed analytics of what we, come on guys, the podcasters want to see. Don't lie, I know you look at that too. We want to know who was listening, where they're listening, how long they're listening. There are zero hassles because Buzzsprout provides these tools and more to help promote our podcasts. Fellow podcasters, do we not work hard? Well, I am here to tell you that Buzzsprout works even harder to make our podcasts stream streamlessly. Yes, I know that's not a word. 
If you want to join a company that already has over a hundred thousand podcasters, click the link and let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. This will get you a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. And in addition, of course, it'll help support our show. Don't delay. Start Buzzsprouting today. Because you say, I'll be gone. What do I care? The world's going to go to hell anyway. What do I care? That's the mentality. That's what ends up happening. And you're like, well, you know, we'll be, we'll be leaving. Okay. So I have been a missionary for years and years and years. And please pray for those people she's deceived. So the thought of this made me think, well, I would not want to leave. And, and you know, that should be our, our Christian thought anyways. I don't want to leave. Why would the Lord have us leave and let the whole world go to hell? I mean, isn't that the point of, of us taking dominion of the earth? Oh, Melissa, Melissa, Kingdom Now Theology is not biblical, Melissa. Again, we do nothing. Jesus does everything. Man, you're lost. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So this, the whole point is if they were trying, and this is my contention, that they were trying to get us out of the fight to not identify the beast. The beast is the new world order. I have a whole book that I've, I've gone through basically everything they've lied to us about, and I've put it in this book, QAnon and a Thousand Years of Peace, Destroying the New World Order and Taking the Kingdom of Christ by Force. And that is what we're doing. It's only on there for $2. You can get the paperback, or you can go to my Revelation playlist, and I've got tons of videos on it there. So whatever way you want to do it, just to get to the truth of the matter, because we found out they've lied to us about so many things but let's jump in i'm going to show you the, the main passage that, that that is uh that this comes from it's from first thessalonians chapter 4 16 and 17 let's see if i can get this great all right so it taught that and i love this actually this is an nlt version and it's actually doing a really great job because it's talking about the hope of the resurrection so they always say read in context what is the context of this passage this is the deal they knew that one day they would have resurrected bodies that the, I don't know if you know that there's a promise in God's word that we will have bodies one day that will never die. Okay. That's really what heaven is all about. And heaven coming to earth is that we will have bodies that never get sick anymore, never die. That's what we're headed toward. We're not there yet, clearly. And here we go again. Heaven is not about us. But okay, so this is the thing. They were afraid. Oh no, you know, our family members have died and, and we're, you know, what's going to happen with our family members? Because they're, they're, they didn't, they missed the resurrection. They missed out. Okay, that's what he's talking about here. I I'm, I want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. They thought, oh, well, no, they missed it. Jesus was supposed to come back and we're supposed to get resurrected bodies and they're dead and now they're just dirt. That's the concern. The whole point is getting the resurrected body. Okay, so that's a very important clue because we've always got to look at it in context. And, and, and you know, when people pull just one verse out and build this whole giant teaching on something that out of context, it's it's big. It's a big red flag. Do you hear yourself, Melissa? This is exactly what you are doing. That is why I am doing this podcast and uploading on YouTube. You and Q are a huge, huge huge red flag okay for since we believe that jesus died and was raised to life again we also believe that when he returns god will bring back with him the believers who have died okay so then it says 
We tell you this directly from the Lord. We are, who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. Again, it's talking about those who to get this new body, to get the new body, to get the body that will never die. This resurrected body. Okay. This is the main verse that they use for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout. Keep that in your mind. Commanding shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. Remember trumpet call, okay? First, the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And then we'll be, we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with each word. So I'm not taking rapture away from you. Rapture is when we all join back together, when everyone is going to be, have these new bodies that never die. That, that day is coming. Does that... I guess really the point is, does it happen before the 1,000 years reign of Christ or after? Okay, so I'm going to show you. This is the, the another great thing about the Bible is many. It doesn't just talk about something in one place. It talks about it in multiple places. I'm going to take you to two more places where it's talking about this very thing. But the point is that everyone, whether they are they've died and they're you know, in heaven or if they're on earth, everyone at the same time is going to get their resurrected body that will never die. Okay, you with me? The other passage is in, um, another one of them is in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is a huge passage about, I'm not gonna read the whole thing, it would take, it's, a, it's a wonderful passage, I would encourage you to read it, but it's talking about, um, uh, yeah, obviously in verse 50, what am I saying dear brothers and sisters is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. So some people will be on the earth and, and their bodies will be transformed without ever having to, to die, which is wonderful. What a, <laughs> I'm not taking anything away from anybody, am I? It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. Okay, did you get me? Okay, the trumpet call of God, this trumpet blast, okay, there's a last trumpet. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. That's amazing. Everybody will be transformed at the, at the same, at this blink of an eye. Awesome. Isn't that beautiful? For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. So we're, we're headed back to Eden times a million. Okay. In, in, a, in, in the Garden of Eden, where everything is beautiful, where everything is at peace, where everything is, you know, there, there's no death like Adam and Eve had. Okay. Are we there yet? No. That is, you know, for another another stage in this in this whole thing but what if they caused us to think that we were going to uh, rapture out of here and leave out of here to get this and we're going to be in heaven then we wouldn't be here for the fight against the beast clearly the bible says that we're here for the fight against the beast that we identify the beast so you see the disconnect you see this doesn't work okay and so, all right, so let's keep going. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where's your victory? Oh, death, where's your sting? Right? Because, hey, you, you lose, enemy, Satan, because we won. We're all here. We're living forever. And you're out. All right, so let's look at the next passage, Revelation 21. Look at this. And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. 
for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared. The old one was out with the old and with the new, right? The sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from, from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. So now, that, now you do get a picture, but people are coming down from heaven to earth. And I, and I think it's actually going to be a, a you know a kind of a back and forth thing. Imagine it all being renewed. We have a new heaven and a new earth, and you can go where you please, and you're not going to die. And, and, and the thought of it, talk about rapture. Rapture is a word for this is going to be amazing. I honestly could have interrupted her so many times. Do you see how she, she excuse me, twists these passages? Do you see it? Please see it. I heard a loud shout. Okay, guys, <laughs> we got a shout. We got a shout here. We got a trumpet here. We got a shout, the, a commanding shout, a trumpet call. Folks, we need to pray for her. I mean, honestly, Melissa, you need to get into a Bible-believing church. You cannot rightly divide God's word. I mean, this is it's like, blah, this is it, right? Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Isn't that awesome? So this is, these are the three parallel passages that are all talking about the day when we all get our resurrected bodies. If no, no, and no. It's not talking about escape. They pulled it out so that we would think we're going to escape. The reality is we're here. The Lord told us to take, to take dominion of the earth. And that's exactly what we're going to do. And it's Melissa, show me where God tells us these feeble, broken, mortal, sinful people to take dominion over the earth. I'll wait. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That was his plan from the very beginning, and he hasn't changed the plan. Okay, so, you know, it's it, it, these are very complex passages. And so when you have a very complex passage, it is right for people to misuse it and to, and to cause confusion. Melissa, you speak of yourself here. You bring nothing but confusion because you don't know God's word at all. Then the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the fire like a burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet were already there. Huh? Wait, wait. I thought you said they were not real. So why is a system in hell? Okay. After Armageddon, the beast and the false prophet are there. It said that in 19. There they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Never to come out again. Satan is done forever. And then after that... Again, right? I, I, I'm just baffled. They they will be tormented. The devil, antichrist, false prophet. They, Melissa, they. The last time I checked, that's referring to three people. You literally just debunked your own lie right here. But hold on, guys, because now she gets really foolish. So we just read, which is that then there's the new heaven and the new earth and the new bodies, and everyone gets the new new bodies. And, and the, 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 the Jerusalem, which is God's people, heavenly Jerusalem is coming down, is people who are already in heaven, our, our family members, uh, and, and I'm sure we'll be up there too at that point, we'll, we'll come and we'll, we'll all join back together. See, this is what happens when you lie because you get tongue twisted again she literally just debunked herself we will be up there but wait i thought we were here on earth 
I'm beyond confused, Melissa. You make no sense. That's what happens when you don't rightly divide. We'll all be well and no one will ever die again. That is what it, for, for, to look at it with, a, you know, really carefully and not to get sucked into the hype and the, and the Hollywood and the, the, the very strange idea of this. It- Melissa, it's only strange to you because you're an unbeliever. That's why it's strange. No, we're not. We're not to that point yet. This is going to have to be when we have new bodies and and, and that can can you know that will never die again. This is a this is for a different day. And my strong conjecture is that this is after the thousand years after God and Magog. That is where I am on understanding this. So I wanted to share that with you because I get so many questions about it. And uh, the bottom line is, whenever it happens. Our job is to stay here and be in the fight to fight this beast, this new world order, and to bring his kingdom to earth. Oh my gosh, y'all, come on already. I mean, I could have interrupted that that video and I I could have done it side by side, but this podcast would have taken seven hours. What is she talking about? Like, seriously? This is why, this is precisely why I am doing this. Because those who follow QAnon believe this. And because of that, they will be deceived. Error number one by Q. Q believes there is no rapture. But... The Bible is replete that there is a rapture, and we will dive into some verses. Now, mind you, there's a lot more than what we're diving into. So here are some of the verses. The first one is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50 through 53. And it says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality first thessalonians chapter 4 verses 13 through 18 but i would not have you to be ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, 
and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, harpazo, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Titus chapter 2, verse 15. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So this week, you're not really going to hear a lot from me. What I'm going to do, because the rapture is so important, I'm just actually going to pull snippets from two biblically sound pastors. The first one is Pastor Dr. Andy Woods. Dr. Andy Woods is out of Sugarland Bible Church, and that is in Sugarland, Texas. You can find Dr. Andy on Facebook at Dr. Andy Woods, or if you want, you can listen to his messages on his YouTube channel, and you can find the entirety of these clips there at Andy Woods. The second pastor, he's out of Kaneohe Calvary Chapel in Hawaii, and this is Pastor J.D. Farage. Um, you can also find him on Facebook at JD Farage and also the same handle that you can find him on his YouTube channel where he does his weekly prophecy updates. Having um, last week here in Sunday school uh, completed our teachings on angelology, the doctrine of angels, I had announced that we were going to study the doctrine of scripture, but I kind of changed my mind a little bit midweek because one of the things that people are wondering about in the midst of the current crisis is a lot of people think we're in the tribulation period now mistakenly and they want to know have we missed the rapture and there's so many um there's so much misteaching today about the rapture that a lot of people aren't even sure whether the rapture is a true Bible-based doctrine. So in this sort of climate of fear and uncertainty, when it's so easy to get our minds off of the blessed hope, what I wanted to do beginning today in Sunday school is teach for several weeks on the doctrine of the rapture. What exactly is the rapture and when is it going to take place relative to the future seven-year tribulation period? What exactly is the rapture? Now, here at Sugarland Bible Church, as I've taught recently through the books of Daniel and Revelation, I've had many opportunities to sort of tangentially bring up the rapture, but to my knowledge, I have never done any direct teaching on the rapture itself. So this series is directly on the subject of the rapture, which, as you probably know, is one of the most explosive and 
controversial subjects in modern day Christianity today. Point number two is that the rapture is something which is distinct from the second advent of Christ. What people do is they take rapture passages and second advent passages and they ignore the differences between those passages that the Holy Spirit has given us in detail through verbal inspiration, linguistically describing those events differently, and they just pretend like those differences don't exist, and they follow what has been called the ram, jam, and cram method of interpretation, and let's just ram them all together, whether they belong together or not. And so they have this idea that Jesus is coming back which he is, but they don't understand that he's coming back in phases. He comes back first in the rapture for his church, as we will be explaining. And then the events of the seven-year tribulation period will unfold. And then he will return at the end of that seven-year tribulation period to establish his kingdom. And that's called the second advent. And the rapture is a different eschatological event than the second advent. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, they're described differently. That's how I can say it. You start to understand that this rapture that we're speaking of is an event which is distinct or separate from the second advent of Jesus Christ. So notice, if you will, the following chart that just draws a few differences between the two. In the rapture, Christ comes in the air. And you see that there in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17, then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. His feet never touch the earth. The thing to understand is that the rapture is an event that is distinct from the second advent. And quite frankly, it's as simple as this. People, for whatever reason, are confused between up and down. They don't keep their ups and their downs separate. In the second advent, he's coming down from heaven to the earth. Revelation 19 verse 11, it says, I saw heaven open. So he's coming from heaven. See that? A white horse and he who sat on it is called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. Now where he's coming from heaven down, where's he going? Well, we read Zechariah 14 verse 4 earlier where his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives. He's coming from heaven to the earth. What uh, exactly is going on with the rapture? It's the exact opposite. He's going, let me back up just for a minute to 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 17. He's not coming to the earth. We, if this happens in our lifetime, and I hope it, it, hope it will, can't promise that, but I hope it will. We are caught up. See the difference there? That's up. We are caught up to meet the Lord where? What does it say? In the air. So there's a big difference between up, rapture, down, second advent. As a student of the word of God, God has separate programs for Israel and the church. And if you don't learn that, you're going to go through your whole Christian life confused because you're going to be taking Israel's promises and applying them to the church and vice versa. And a lot of this confusion about the rapture today is as simple as that. People are taking Israel's promises and trying to somehow read the church into them. So the more you get squared in your thinking concerning the Israel church distinction, the more you can start to see very clearly that God is coming back for the church at a different time than he's coming back for the nation of Israel. 
The second reason really ties into the first, and it's that if we as Christians are unsettled concerning the pre-trib rapture, let me back up, the sound doctrine of the pre-trib rapture, then we, in effect, give Satan a blank check to fill in the amount of doubt and fear in our lives. Because if I'm not sure, I'm uncertain, I'm not really convinced, I don't really believe, then that's a game changer. That changes everything. Now I'm not looking for Jesus Christ. I'm looking for the Antichrist. I'm facing a very serious life and death for all eternity decision about whether or not I'm going to accept the mark of the beast, which is already in play and the technology already in play and the Antichrist system already in play. It's already here. It's just a matter of time. And they're afraid of it. You know, it's so apocalyptic, which is actually what the word revelation in the original Greek comes from, apocalypsos, where we get our English word apocalypse. And so when you hear that word, what, what do you, you know, imagine or picture in your mind's eye? Apocalypse, oh no! You know what actually it really means? It's an unveiling, a revealing. I know this is deeply profound. Revelation, revelation. It's an unveiling, a revealing of future events. That's what the book of Revelation is. In verse 19 of chapter 1, one has referred to this as the divine outline in the book of Revelation. John is told by Jesus to write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which will take place after this, metatauta in the Greek, after these things. In other words, John, write that which you were an eyewitness of past, write that which is now present, and write that which is yet future. Past, present, and future. And so the whole book of Revelation can be divided by way of this divine outline, past, present, and future. So John writes, verse 1, Revelation 4, after this, this is future now, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here. And I will show you what must take place after this. So John is, if you will, raptured up, caught up, taken up to heaven. And then Jesus says, come up here and I'm going to show you now what's going to happen. Oh, how cool is that? So here's the thing. You have now in this divine outline past, present, and future proof of a pre-tribulation rapture. And I'll tell you how I get there. Chapter 1 is past. All chapter 1 is about is Jesus Christ crucified, buried, resurrected, and glorified. Past tense. That which you have seen. John was an eyewitness of it. Chapters 2 and 3, present. Church history. Seven letters to seven 
physical churches in modern-day Turkey, known then as Asia Minor, written by John, inspired by Jesus, and sent to these seven churches in that region at that time. That's church history. And here's the thing. The word church is mentioned 19 times in chapters 1, 2, and 3. Do you know how many times it's mentioned after chapter 4, verse 1? Zero. See, chapters 4 and 5, really the rapture, chapters 6 through 19, all about the seven-year tribulation, chapter 20, the millennium, chapters 21 and 22, the new heavens and the new earth. That is a beautiful, magnificent, divine outline in the book of Revelation. Now, why isn't the church mentioned in chapters 6 through 19 all about the tribulation? Because the church is not in the tribulation. I mean, I, call me silly. I've been called worse. <laughs> but doesn't that make sense? Well, then one might ask, well, yeah, but what about those that uh, are, are, are saved in the tribulation? They're not the bride. We're going to talk more about that in a moment. They're affectionately referred to as tribulation saints. These are those who will reject the mark of the beast and the Antichrist. They will accept Jesus Christ and they will die for their faith. And they will be martyred. And even as we've talked about before in prior updates, beheaded. Those are not the bride, they are saved Christians. Uh, when you get into Revelation, they are serving at the throne, but the bride is seated with Christ on the throne. Make that delineation, that distinction between the two. Fair use statement. The content created and are utilized on this podcast by Life Clips Podcast is for non-commercial educational purposes only. Any opinions expressed therein are those of Life Clips Podcast alone. As Galileans, we witnessed his first miracle. He warned us that a time of great deception would come. But we must hold on to our faith that one day he would return save us from the end of the world. Most people don't believe that Jesus is coming back. What if there was evidence that proves that this is all real? Because there were so many people bringing up little bits and pieces of this. I'm thinking, there's got to be a pattern here. The Bible talks about it as being a mystery, but why does the rapture have to happen? What's the point to it all? A Galilean would have understood that perfectly. They are the key to everything. I'm just so stunned. I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. This is the most profound discovery in human history. From his promise made through wine at the Last Supper, to why the world cannot know the day of his return. We were chosen to preserve the truth until the end of days. So even if we are not spared from death, others can unveil what we knew 
and believe. This discovery proves that he is coming back. led by the bridegroom now rush up towards the bride and her family and all the people that are standing there, the bridesmaids, and the two men with the litter set the litter down on the ground in front of the bride. And she very, very modestly steps out onto the litter and she lowers herself down. The bride did not simply follow her groom back to the father's house, but she was lifted into the air. In fact, the ancient Galileans referred to this moment as flying the bride to the father's house. People who profess to be Christians that are, are really not digging into the details of what God has revealed about himself. After all, that's what scripture is. The number of those looking to the return of Christ are diminishing with each passing year. And it's never been more important to speak up about why the Messiah is coming back. I have not given up by any stretch of the imagination, and that's based on what I see happening in my events. The attendees are getting younger and younger and younger. So I have not given up. I just think they need to identify with teachers who are their generation, and they they're rare, but they do exist. And to the pastors, you need to tell your congregations. The influence of pastors for those who attend church on a regular basis, it's, it is still very strong. If I, as a qualitative researcher, can pull from some fascinating qualitative research that we did on Bible reading and what influenced people's Bible reading, when a pastor suggests something, and not just the passage the pastor mentions in the sermon, but when a pastor suggests, go home and read this, go home and look up this, that has a big impact. And I just think we need to hang in there and, and keep encouraging the church and encouraging pastors. They have one of the toughest jobs on the planet. So, in closing, it is totally, and I mean, totally okay to be patriotic. So go ahead, wave your flag proudly and be an American. But, and I mean but, take Jesus out of what you do because you have poor biblical interpretation.
So, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. As always, I trust that you enjoyed it. And if you did, I ask that you subscribe right here to this YouTube channel. Or if you're listening to us on a podcast platform like Apple, Google, Spotify, we've added two new ones, Pandora and Amazon. Please go ahead and subscribe there as well. I think on platforms, uh, I think like Pandora, it's called Collect. So whatever option it's giving you to make sure that you follow our podcast, just select that option. And it's twofold. Honestly, it kind of garners how many listeners we're getting and who's subscribing to that channel. And it's also going to help you be notified when we upload a new episode. So Life Clips is kind of moving. It's morphing into something a little bit more than what we started just because of the nature of the world in which we're living right now. So with that being said, I don't know if I'm going to continue to upload every Friday. I may increase that to two or maybe even three times a week. So with that being said, if you want to be notified, you need to subscribe. You need to subscribe and it's free on everything. Anything that you subscribe on is free, both YouTube and also the podcast. Please, if you want to be on this podcast, I welcome anybody, and I mean anybody on this podcast. You can email us at lifeclipspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is lifeclipspodcast at gmail.com. You can also, if it's easier, Facebook message us. So we are on Facebook and Instagram at Life Clips Podcast. All one word, Life Clips Podcast. Also, in case you want to find us, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to find us on YouTube, we are Life Clips Podcast. Yes, but Life Clips is one word. So please make sure that you note that. Life Clips is one word. Um, So what else? I think that's it, right? So anyway, with all that being said, I'm going to save the best for last. And as always, when I end my podcast, it's the most important news that you'll ever hear. It's the most encouragement a Christian will ever hear. And one day we will get to see. So look up for our redemption is drawing near.